It's time for some podcasting. Please keep on listening. Cause it's time for talking. Dremel shit. Talking Dremel shit. Hey, hello and welcome to the second episode of Talking Tremors. And yes, I'm going to answer your first question first. Why are we doing the commentary for Shrieker Island before we do any commentary for the other movies? And the simple fact is this. You've heard what everybody else has to say about all the, all the, all the other movies. We're going to start from here because this one pisses me off the most. This is the one that got me started on my entire journey of fucking bullshit here. And you're going to journey with me again while we go through it. Uh... <laughs> It's an hour and 45 minutes. I have a whole list of facts here. Uh, we're going to go through them. And I'm going to give you my honest off-to-god cuffs here. There's a, Oh, there's a lizard crawling off into the jungle. So you all know right where we're at right now. We've got smoke on trees. Oh, there's a guy. He's, he's, ooh, he's Asian and he's parkouring. Ooh. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, yeah. It is kind of a good opener uh, in that sense. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, scary fear to this. Actually, that... Uh, leads me into, you know, why I really kind of hate this movie is that it does a great job of being a Saturday uh, afternoon popcorn flick, uh, really, honestly, and the first seven-eighths of it, fraction, pun intended, uh, is all right. I mean, I try not to hate it. There's a lot to hate. I mean, I do look past a lot, and we're going to get there. Uh, but, you know, this opening with this guy just running away from what we can only assume is a graboid. You know, he's on Thailand. And, oh, now we got hunters. Oh, and they're grizzled with their beards and their sunglasses. Because you know that someone's a badass when they're wearing sunglasses while it's fucking downpouring rain. That's just always a great idea. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like I said, we're going to be... I have some things that I want to say about this. Uh, so I'm going to kind of let the movie guide me through, and I will say things when they really are just egregiously uh, fucking terrible. Uh, call them out so we all know them together. Uh, <laughs> there's a great... Uh, I listened to uh, three really great reviews of people to get in a mindset for this. Honestly, I wanted to make sure I didn't uh, cover any ground anybody else had ever done before, so it's you know trying to move on. But I will reference those people as we go through... Uh, there's a great uh, Decker Sh- Shadow uh, points out here that uh, <laughs> you're l- literally going to stop to mix your ammo in the middle of a boss battle. This is ridiculous. I mean, I do love I do love the cans. What a great reference to four, uh, where eating the beans out of the can in order to make a graboid trap. But yeah, oh, we're going to wait until the graboid is there to start mixing our poisons and stuff, which actually gets me into a bigger problem with this movie. Th- these guns are fucking tiny! These guns are tiny! Not only did you fucking bring Graboids to an island, you made them, you genetically enhanced, mutinized them, and then you you bring, like, fucking rabbit rifles? I mean, seriously. And, oh, well, okay, so Richard Brake has a, he's got a kind of wooden spear gun. Again, what what part of this is, is designed to be any kind of effective for killing fucking Graboids? Holy shit, I watched this movie, like, four times over the last two days, almost five, five and a half now, like, and that one just, like, they're carrying these fucking 
22 rifles. The only guy that actually has something worthwhile is the dude with the fucking Predator minigun back there. Uh, <laughs> Mohawk. Uh, Bear Williams. Uh, great guy. Actually gave some behind-the-scenes interview footage that I used to do this. Uh, but seriously! You fucking made super graboids, and you have a lady with a bow and arrow? Uh, and I also got to say, like, the bow and arrow thing, uh, we'll probably end up going into it more uh, with Tremors 5, because, again, there's a bow and arrow lady there, and she's black. Does somebody uh, behind the scenes have a fetish for fucking black women Laura Croft? I mean, I'm not, that's, hey, that is not, like, a disparaging comment either. I'm fine with uh, black women Laura Croft. I mean, actually, let's just make a new character, you know, uh, Moira Foft. I, you know, fuck it, move on. Uh, but seriously, like, you're fighting fucking graboids and you brought a fucking bow and arrow. Uh, you know, I at least gave the girl in, uh, the fifth movie a pass because the whole point of it is, is that, like, oh, the graboids sort of kind of attacked and she's really good with a bow and arrow and just happens to use it. They use it to hunt other things. It's like, okay, you know, that's what she had. But this lady shows up to a fucking multi-million, billion-dollar fucking graboid hunt with a bow and arrow! Ah! Ah! <laughs> ha! Ah! This is where I had to help Stampede and wrote a little fan fiction with them. On, not necessarily fan fiction. This is all going to be happening. It's like, if we go back to the Richard Brake, Cassie Clare characters, we're going to at least make these people plausible. Like, why you carried a fucking bow and arrow? Oh, but now we've moved on and oh, it comes to... I have to shout out uh, Philon Fortius and Ellison Pregler, most of all, uh, for this fucking filter thing. What in the fuck? <laughs> I know, we're not even five minutes in, and I've already othered 18 different fucking versions of fuck. I don't care, because this is like, okay, you're on Dark Island, so we know that it's dark. Yes, we know. You've said it a billion times. And we cross over to an island literally probably a mile away they specifically show us dark island and then pan back away from it and be like oh look now everything's green and yellow and wonderful and oh look at this is totally a different fucking movie almost like what uh ah like Falan and allison point out like there's lots of ways to actually create atmosphere that isn't just putting a blue tilt blue tint filter over it uh, looking at you, Tremor 6, uh, which will get to that whole sand for snow debacle. Uh, and it might, you know, maybe maybe they were right to do so. But again, here, that filter. What? It, stop. We'll probably go back and forth on this because they just fucking switchy, 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 switchy. I hope you don't have epilepsy because this movie's probably going to give you a seizure. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Seven minutes in. I am angry. Oh, hey. Look, we got John Hader. And, you know, I got to say this. I don't necessarily hate anybody in this cast. I don't think anybody in this cast is doing a bad job. I think all of them are just, they're, they're actors doing what that the script has given them, uh, you know. And, you know, people may hate on Jan, John Hader, but he's a very, you know, physical, funny comedy man. Uh, and it is a classic of Tremors tradition, uh, starting definitely with Grady, that we just, yeah, where there's always that, I want to call him meta sidekick, that one that knows what's happening and alludes to it while being halfway funny at the same time. And a lot of people might find that annoying. It it started with Trevor. I mean, I, I want to say that Grady is that archetype for that. And 
every other movie we've seen for the last 30 years on that fact. If you have a super meta character, they're all probably calling back to Grady. Which is awesome. And I'm going to trying to at least allude to the movie that I'm watching while I'm watching, not just talk about other things. Uh, there... <sighs> spoilers, folks. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, I, honestly, I don't know why you're listening to a commentary for Shrieker's Island if you didn't expect spoilers of some kind either, too. Uh, Bert Gummer fucking dies, people! And so this whole thing here with John Hader is you can tell that they're halfway... I don't mean halfway, because it's not even... Whoever behind the scenes just didn't commit to it. Halfway trying to set up this passing of the torch leadership thing. But it just doesn't work, man. Like, there's not enough family. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Actually, that's something uh, you, Bob Rushy, has pointed out on Reddit. The concept of family in Tremors movies and how these last five to seven, you know, maybe they're just, they're worker, they're colleagues, they're work colleagues. But there's no part of this that I feel like these people really care about each other in any sense, you know, like, even when Bert and John Hader get together, I say that, you know, Bert and Jimmy get together here, you know, there's, oh my god, oh my god, she's, oh, oh, I have to say this, she's, she's on the island, okay, uh, the Jasmine character is on her own island, and she's looking through binoculars at fucking Richard Brake, and he's in a different filter, <laughs> oh my god, uh, 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 uh. He said, ah, what was that? What was that? Oh, man, I am like, I'm about six feet away from the TV, so I'm really looking at everything right now. What was that? She had the binoculars on, and she was in a place that was all bright and green, and you look through the binoculars, and oh, that, oh, there must be a fucking Lost-style electromagnetic field over there that's making everything blue-green-tinted. Oh, what the fuck? there's a level of i could forgive some things for like okay you're going back and forth but she was on that she was on her own beach looking at somebody who was coming over to where she was at and oh they're still in that filter is is it the bad guy filter no obviously it's not because now we have the good guys going down a river here with that same filter uh and this is uh i agree with decker shadow on this whoever picked out these locations uh the again bravo the behind the scenes yeah man looks really visual it looks looks visual oh, i'm gonna use that a lot like it looks good but you'll hear me complain about all these things that just like oh yeah that looks good but then i really think about it and it's really kind of fucking dumb <laughs> uh like, uh i can't remember who pointed this one out but like the fact that jasmine even goes over there uh to the other island she's being sponsored by this billionaire uh, whose one rule was don't go over to my island and I get like the Doctor Who style of don't wander off and you do the one thing you weren't supposed to do but seriously girl what what did you have to do that was over there that was in any way kind of important for you to examine uh you obviously work for Richard Brake you knew what the fuck you were doing so like I mean that guy I, I don't He's, he's evil. I mean, it's great. I kind of fucking love it in this because he's crazy and he's evil and he's crazy evil. Uh, but you also took his money. So I don't like, uh, I don't, don't want to hear about it now. <laughs> it's really messed up. I do. I, uh, I go back and forth on this one too when they're looking at this graboid where I really do like the uh, 
another thing uh, Bob Rushy pointed out, I do love the use of color in these movies. Like that brilliant, bright orange, you know, against that backdrop, that shitty-ass filter of uh, blue and green. Uh, but, you know, they're saying that, oh, yeah, these are mutated graboids, but there's what is mutated about them when you can still blow them up and do everything easily. Uh, and honestly, like, there's Shriekers coming out here, and I keep going back to this one, too. So, like, Richard Brake will be like, oh, I didn't, you know, they did something. I didn't expect it. It's, okay, hold on. You decided to take a... Fucking Precambrian dinosaur worms, Denovian, Devonian dinosaur worms, and uh, mutate them, and you didn't know about the other two stages in their life cycle? Nobody at your uh, team of geneticists was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fucking nerd, and by the way, like, do you know how many times this has happened, and do you know about this? Hey, are you sure? No, I don't care, because you know what? I'm Richard Branson of Killing Graboids. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I gotta, I gotta work on my bill. That was, oh, I mean, come on, relax. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but Richard Branson of Killing Graboids is so true. And oh god, I hate red shirts. I hate them because, like, if you're gonna have somebody in your movie, at least, and especially if they're gonna die, at least give them something. At least have given them something to like go out on. Like this, they were running. They were all running. And okay, yeah, this guy's. Maybe going to try to be a badass. You have no idea what's happening, man. You keep running. We all keep running. This guy didn't have any lines, didn't say anything. He's just over there to drive the boat and to die. And, oh, here, let's let's talk about the Jurassic Park rip-offness. Oh, clever gal. And there you go, right from the fucking side. You know, like, there's a lot of this movie that Tremors 1 through 4 in the TV show are known for breaking out of a mold and taking tropes and stereotypes and, like, laughing in their face. You know, uh, talking about Jurassic Park, Tremors 2 itself actually references Jurassic Park, uh, but not by taking anything directly from it and actually using uh, actual action beats. uh, uh, Looking at you, Tremors 5, Bloodlines, uh, kitchen scene. Uh, Tremors 2 alludes to Jurassic Park with you have that wonderful image of Kate Riley uh, basically looking like a, a female version of Alan Grant. Uh, the Shriekers themselves are almost callbacks to Velociraptors. And that's even played more uh, because of Phil Tippett being involved. Phil Tippett uh, did the dinosaur, was the dinosaur supervisor on Jurassic Park. It's his fault. He let the dinosaurs get out. Oh, Phil. Uh, but he worked on that and he worked on Tremors 2 Aftershock. So there's a little bit of like, hey, at least the... Like, we had someone from Jurassic Park here, which is why we were halfway ribbing it and stuff. And, uh, you know, I do love this. I've seen this in Doctor Who. When the spittle comes down an actor's face, it's just fascinating to me. Uh, There's that moment with the Ninth Doctor uh, where he's yelling at at a dollar. Why don't you just shut up and die? And the dribbles going down his face. Uh, I don't know. Something about it is just so human and cool and fascinating and i get yeah maybe jonathan heater just did that on the set who cares it works i'm I'm not gonna disparage it it's dumb uh but we all drool a little bit man i don't know we've all been there and now we're okay uh go get you gotta get burt gummer you gotta go get him trap you gotta go i was gonna call him travis because he might as well be fucking jamie kennedy's character uh (laughs) 
you gotta get Burt Gummer. But Burt Gummer, like, man, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, not here, man. Like, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Maybe that's why she asked you. But why the fuck is she asking you in the first place? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, again, here's this disaster piece. Uh, if I can repeat that as much as possible. Disaster piece. Uh, and then, okay, so he had Jimmy's going across, going to another island. Uh, oh, this is a great time to talk about the fact that uh, the reason I kind of fucking hate this movie is all of the best scenes aren't in it. Uh, do do yourself a favor. Uh, if you've actually watched Shrieker Island, go to the uh, uh, Universal Tremors YouTube page. And they have a playlist uh, for Tremors 7 that uh, as Three different deleted scenes in it that you're just like, uh, excuse me, why were these deleted? What the hell were these deleted for? And I've actually found out that one of them, uh, the two guards scene, is on, I think, the Australian and the UK version. It's so, like... <sighs> uh, and it's great because there's lots of these, like, lull moments in this movie. That, like, oh, you could, like, cut back to have a little bit more action than something. Uh... Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> honestly, it's just, this this whole trophy hunter thing could have just been its own movie. We're back here with the Silicon Valley guys. It's going to have been its own fucking movie, man. Like, how about we, you know what, how about we stop being racist and we just focus on the black girl with the bow and arrow and maybe don't give her a fucking bow and arrow. Or those arrows have to have fucking Rambo-style grenade tips on them that she fucking pfft, blows Graboids up with. But as as is, I don't know. I mean, it looks cool, but it's absolutely fucking dumb. But I mean it when I say, you know, like bringing the Burt Gummer into it all. There's a level of this, this easily, <clears throat> this whole side of rich idiots make graboids and go hunting for them and slowly get picked off one by one is its own movie. There is zero reason to bring anybody else into it. I, I honestly don't get why. Oh my god, is that a person they skinned? Oh, no, that's a whole cattle. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so while they're here, I'm going to, you know, go back to that deleted scene thing, you know, and, uh... Because, <clears throat> I mean, they're having this little tete-a-tete uh, back and forth about, you know, margin betting and who's got the biggest cock and... Shake your dicks, this pissing contest is over. Uh... <laughs> uh the deleted scenes for this movie, uh, that first one I was talking about, the two guards, uh, actually has the first use of rock, paper, scissors in the series since the second movie. Like, legit. Uh, but these two guards are literally just out, I think they're watching the other, the nice people camp, the good guys, and they go to take a piss and a shrieker attacks them, but in the middle they have a little, you know, talk back and forth and do the freaking rock, paper, scissors thing, which was, is enough of a reason to leave that scene in. Uh, there's another two great scenes that actually, if you would leave them in, give you a reason for fucking Burt Gummer being done. And maybe, like, maybe he did kill himself or maybe he did fuck off to never be bothered again uh, for hunting graboids. Uh, and honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait uh, to get into those because they're really... 
act just fucking dumb and hurts. Because uh, they fit. You know, I watch deleted scenes and uh, a lot of the times, oh, you cut that because it doesn't doesn't roll, it doesn't run. Um, but these, no, man. Uh, again, go watch the, the two guards uh, and the Burt Gummer grit and gumption episodes. Uh, so now we're back to Bert, and uh, there's something I want to point out here. Again, there's another uh, the Reddit user, uh, Bob Rushy, pointed this one out. Um, maybe, and I mean maybe, there is some foreshadowing of Bert's death with this bearded white look or whatever. Because when you compare it uh, with the hat on uh, up next to Edgar, the guy who dies on the tower in the first movie, they look exactly the same. It's really weird. Uh, I don't feel like that was actually the case because uh, I've listened to enough interviews of this to know that uh, the idea was more like Island Bert and then Michael Gross was like, I want to grow. Uh, nope, I would like to grow a beard. Give me a beard. I would love to grow that. That would be wonderful. And he spent you know a good six months growing a beard out. So maybe there's some truth to the foreshadowing with Edgar there, but I really don't believe it. Because uh, there's actually something that they talk about in this scene that uh, I'm going to go back to. For It doesn't make sense for why Bert died, or at least uh, why he killed himself in that sense. Post-traumatic graboid disorder. Think about that. PTGD, as Jimmy says. This guy has been through however many... Uh, times of fighting graboids and going out there and doing that horrible, horrible job that he doesn't want to do. You know, I disagree with you, Mr. Gummer. You obviously do want to do it or you wouldn't keep going every time somebody asks you. You just jump up and he said graboids. Let's go. And I refuse to believe that the man who was so terrified of them that he would just go out of his way to absolutely kill anyone would also willingly be swallowed again. <laughs> uh, it's actually something that, again, those deleted scenes I was telling you about allude to very heavily. Uh, Bert even says, you know, they, they tracked me down. Took each one of my team, one by one, till it came for me next. And I tell you, you don't know stink like that, boy. The, the dark, the stench, it surrounds you. That, you know, describing what it was like to, you know, be buried by a graboid. And it's some fucking phenomenal acting from Michael Gross. It is some phenomenal acting that is in a deleted scene. Destiny's a bitch. I agree, Bert. And I don't think that that's a, a, a good enough line for why you die. <laughs> like. And, you know, maybe, maybe there is some illusion to be had here with. Richard Brake looks like a scruffy Michael Gross uh, Island style. He's got, you know, the sunglasses uh, that Bert had in two. Uh, but I don't know. There's not enough push on it. They, they do talk about it later, but there's not enough push on it that... I mean, Bert should have seen some more of himself in this guy. If you're going to do that... Uh, but he was just there almost honestly uh, uh, Richard Brake could have been given a little more you know give him a little more in that sense uh, 
you know, I'm thinking, and I really like, because here's like he's talking about, oh, uh, and I mean this in uh, the Bill Davis and Richard Brake character. He's talking about, yeah, uh, uh, we're out here hunting and doing it, and the only currency when you have wealth, the only currency worth a damn is life and death, and uh, you know, I kind of love that in a sense. Uh, maybe why I'm talking about it, uh, but uh, it doesn't apply to Bert. You know, like it's not—it's not enough for that illusion to be met, to be drawn. Uh, yeah, I, sloppy, half-assed, and uh, <clears throat> I'm saying that trying to give a lot of credit to things here. I'm really—I am stopping as we're talking here. I've watched these a bunch over the last couple of days, but I'm still trying to stop and really look at what's happening and why it's happening. Uh, but I have this great note here. A reference is no excuse for shit plot. Uh, you may be alluding to the other movies, but like that's not any anything. Have a little bit more. Give a little more. Like is it, There's two different stories here. Uh, commit, not necessarily commit to one, but, or, but commit to both. Uh, would have loved, would have loved to have seen this as a seventh movie. Let's just call it <clears throat> your seventh movie is uh, Tropical Hunter guys uh, go dumb and crazy, and not have Burton it would have been amazing. And then you know maybe bring him back for the eighth to really end it to like that is the focus of your story ah cool all right we're into the the shit toilet all right so this is going to prove to you that this is this is how little the people behind the scenes were actually thinking these things all the way through Uh, if you're watching along with me there's a scene right now happening where a man is uh walking to go take a shit in a toilet or he's just walking honestly he's just walking uh obviously one of the bad guys peopley dudes and it's downpouring. It is raining. It is thunderstorming. It is a monsoon in the middle of Thailand. It's just... And this is something that I've only noticed because uh, I've seen S.S. Wilson get asked this question on the Stampede site. Uh, but they're graboids, all right? These are creatures that hunt only by sound. That's it. That's all. They, they can only hear you. That is the only fucking thing. When there's a thunderstorm, or it's raining, do you think that they're going to be able to hear anything? Do you think that with all those millions of <laughs> patterings on the ground and <laughs> a graboid is truly going to be able to differentiate a person outside of all that? And actually, Steve talks about when it uh, does rain and do things like that, graboids have to go down. It's uh, They have to dig deep down into the earth because... It's just like throwing a bomb. It's just like throwing one of those dynamite bombs. It sets off their ears, and they can't take it, and they got to get this far away from it. And it makes, I mean, there's no, and if these are mutant graboids, like, I mean, come on. Like, really? Like, we're not, but you don't even allude to it even a little bit. We get maybe, and I mean this maybe, uh, just a little bit later, but it's more an excuse than anything. Uh, oh, she's killing the weakest from the herd first. Uh, and so, oh, she's following Bert because he's the alpha. Uh, Okay, so is she following the alpha or the weakest of the herd first? You guys have two different uh, 
answers here. And then even bigger, so this guy's not making any noise. He's sitting in, like, he's standing in here quietly, wasn't even breathing loud. And this is the shithole, people. If we assume that Graboids have some kind of taste sensors and anything like that, do we think that they would happily reach up and eat somebody through fucking six feet of shit or more? Do you think, like, uh, and these are animals, too, that they state later on, they're eating elephants and shit. They're on a tropical island. They're eating the fuck out of everything. Why would an animal that's not starving uh, eat somebody through shit? Do you you want a shit sandwich with your human? You would eat something else. You would just not go eat that guy. He's not worth it. Ah, It's not worth it at all. It's gross. And... Ah, And why? And it's just there to maybe kind of have a cheap jump scare effect. But it doesn't really do anything because it's dumb and we didn't know that guy he's it doesn't actually serve any sense of plot either because they just come up and they're like oh i guess the guy just uh, these (laughs) these hunting uh guides are are savages you're like okay that's a little racist and shit like yeah (laughs) i love the the shit he shit everywhere he shit on the walls he shit oh my god he shit everywhere (laughs) Only good part of the Dumb and Dumber uh, movie. He shit on the walls. He shit everywhere. <laughs> and that's all I can fucking think of every goddamn time. Uh, also, that image right there of Bert in a Cubs hat, no shirt, and some fucking flip-flop sandals. Oh, why didn't you cut the fucking beard off either, man? Like, hey, let's just have Michael Gross in a beard for this movie. We don't need to see the bird. You know, there's a there's a level that this movie is universal trying to kill off Michael Gross so that way he doesn't continue to bother them while they're making these movies about what is what you can and can't do, uh, what's what really makes sense for these, this world and what you're doing. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you fucking kill off Michael Gross while he's fucking killing it? He fucking... I actually have this note here that Michael is killing it man he's fucking oh man bring it on this is almost like when uh he did Hiram. you know there's a level of this bert is there's a reason that he's off the reservation yeah he has gone this crazy it's not like you know tremors five or tremors six you know like no and in tremor six there's a slight reason but even then that's a bullshit oh there's a virus that kind of makes him all sad and shit, you know? It's like, no, no, man, no. Let's have, if we're going to have Bert, we commit to it. We commit to the idea. And we make him a real human being character. There's actually something that Michael Gross talks about that I really love that people have asked him to do the character, Bert Gummer, at like conventions or shows and be like, hey, would you, do you want to, you know, improvise in character as Bert Gummer? And he's like, I, no, because that's not, it's not possible for me to do it. It's just not, because uh, there's so much writing and precision to Bert. Uh, if he says that a bullet flies out of a muzzle at 1,438 feet per second, then you bet your fucking ass that it flies out of the muzzle at 148 feet per second. Like, that's that's Bert. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I got off on a rail of, like, oh, yeah, because, ah, uh, no, no, no. Because there's a level of, like, 
let Michael Gross write the character. It's very clear that that's what this seventh one is. He knows what he's doing. Actually, uh, if you've watched the Burt Gummer for President videos or anything like that, those are all written by Michael Gross, actually. All ten of those. All, all a dozen of them. Uh, Michael came up to people and was like, hey, you know, I got this idea. I want to try it out. They want to do it with me. And they're like, yeah, okay, hell yeah, Michael. Uh, so when you see those, that's that's Michael Gross. That is Burt. Uh and I do kind of love it with the Burt Gummer for president, just his whole, you know, I hate both parties. But you know what? How about we vote for the party of fighting against giant Precambrian worms? Because they're coming for us. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm fucking in. If Michael Gross is in, I am in. So when I, I say that, like, and then say, oh, yeah, they killed Burt Gummer. He's in his prime right now. He's having a fucking blast. Uh, and, oh, yeah, let's just kill him off. Well, who was thinking this? What? Why? Just why? Who, how, where, why? Why, 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 why? Uh, and actually, there's a great... So we're watching a video of Burt Gummer. Uh, does Burt Gummer just travel around with a, a video a tape of his life exploits and adventures? Uh, I mean, or does this island have internet? And uh, Maybe we can just upload that shit up to YouTube and, hey, pull up the Burt Gummer channel. Uh Maybe, maybe not, though, because it doesn't, honestly, actually, hold on, there is no internet. Oh, my God, there, okay, so it's either Bert brought that tape or fucking some weirdo, one of those people assumed that Bert Gummer was going to show up at one time and has had that tape in their bag, because Bill says that he jammed the comms for the for the weekend. For the, for the duration of the hunt. So that means that you're not going to be able to get internet. That is comms. That is communication. There's no way that you're fucking pulling up the internet to download a video of Burt Gummer talking about how to defeat Graboid Shriekers and Ass Blasters. It makes no sense. And I got to say, too, uh, there's a great... I do love what uh, Michael Gross and Carolyn uh, Langrishy do. Uh, those two actors... If you are watching the movie, they are the only ones giving you any indication that uh Bert might be fucking dying. And I mean any cuz she's it's and Michael talks about it this is what he liked about the movie was her being there to call him out on his shit. And you know, and we'll go well we'll go back to what I was saying earlier it was like there are two different movies happening here and you know at Tremors is known for mixing genres and doing all that. I totally get it. But also the, they're competing. These ideas are fully competing with each other to where let's have the movie with the fucking psycho cowboys hunting graboids, and they get picked off one by one, you know, because you can build plenty of character in that and make that shit happen. And let's have the movie where Burt Gummer's wife calls him in because they're at a, they're literally at a nature preserve. You don't need much of an explanation to say why graboids are there. Actually, it's a volcanic island. Uh,. <laughs> As we've discovered, you know, graboids can be born anywhere as long as they have eggs there. Let me write this for you. Dumb. Oh, yeah. Eggs from a million years ago were on the island and a volcano happened and they warmed up and now we have graboids. <laughs> Done. And, oh, and the place that we have graboids is where Bert's old ex-wife or lover was. Okay, cool, great. That's a whole, that is a whole movie. In fact, we did, you know, Tremors 5 Bloodlines. That was a whole movie in itself. Uh, let's have Bert learning to butt heads against somebody who has every reason to butt heads against him. Because uh, that's, 
Michael, you know, Bert has hasn't had that. Actually, that's what's great about the TV show. Uh, all of the characters, especially uh, the character of Tyler Reed, uh, go out of their way to be like, you know, Bert, I love you, but you're pricklier than a cactus. You know, I love Tyler goes off on a rant, you know. Oh, you want to go there? I'll go there. I make you user friendly out there in the real world. I even eat your damn cactus. <laughs> I cover your paramilitary paranoid ass. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's really true that if you're gonna focus on if you're gonna kill off Burt Gummer and you're gonna make it worthwhile, that is what your movie's about. You don't you don't add anything else here. It's it's detracting from it and. You're probably like uh, kind of halfway confused, but I am trying to explain things so you do fully get them all the way through. This is coming after Tremor 6, where Bert goes through an entire process of handing the torch over to Jamie Kennedy. It's where I, I watch this movie and I don't mind John Heater, but I get a little upset because it's like, so why didn't you do the war machine thing here and just, you know recast Jamie Kennedy with Don Cheadle, you know, like it's, it's not rocket science, you know? And yes, I know I switched those there. I mean it. Why didn't you cast, why didn't you recast Jamie Kennedy with Don Cheadle? Uh, John Cheadle, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) because it's so clear that this guy is supposed to be Travis. I mean, there's no, it, they maybe dressed him a little differently, but his whole demeanor and attitude and everything that's happening is supposed to be Travis. And if it's not, and they did plan on keep going after these movies, so then you're telling me that you introduced another leader character to then fight against the leader character that you set up in the sixth movie. Jamie Kennedy has an entire uh, cute little montage that I, I don't really care for Jamie Kennedy, but I kind of love the him trying to be Bert. All right, soldier, we're going we're gonna to head out. You got a FOB, the DMZ, TRV. Uh, if you got ass blasters, you got graboids, which is not necessarily fucking true. Technically, ugh, <laughs> oh, there's another dumb. Oh. If you got ass blasters, you got graboids. Uh, we'll come back to that because I have to point this out right here. Uh, they find this case of sweaty dynamite, and they make a huge point here. Of saying, yeah, dynamite sweats. Oh, that's dynamite from the 1940s. And, uh, oh, don't touch it, John Heater, because you're going to blow your dick off. Um, and I point that out, because we're going to come back to it here later. Uh, they they literally build an entire bomb with it. And then light another stick of dynamite to throw on the bomb. That was so sweaty, we could just touch it and explode. I, well, like I said... We're going to get there. We've all watched Lost. We all know what happens with dynamite. <laughs> right, Art? <laughs> and, uh, oh, but I do, man, like I said, I love the actors in this. Uh, Jackie Cruz, never seen her before. She's pretty cool. Uh, she's actually a huge help on Twitter. She's retweeting a lot of our stuff all the time. Um, and again, the Carolyn Langrishere and Michael Gross are must have had some conversations off screen about like, hey, let's we're gonna play some things up here. Uh, they might not necessarily want us doing it, but let's let's do it ourselves. But then on the opposite end of that, then there's those other two people that have zero lines. There's that Asian chick and that black guy, and they, we just. But the camera just cuts to them sometimes for reactions and shit. Like, they are here throughout the whole movie, and they don't get a single line. 
not a mucho, not one, man. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, it's not, oh yeah, we couldn't give lines to people. We have this entire hunting party of Silicon Valley douchebags that all get at least three lines plus. And I mean that, they all do. They all do. Oh my God, I'm really, I'm looking at each one on screen. They all do. They all get at least like three lines plus. And, but the good guys, like, oh yeah, we're not gonna, they're literally here all the way to the end, but uh, they're silent. They're not gonna, they're, <laughs> their opinions, their opinions don't matter, but their skin color does. Uh, it, like I said, it, honestly, I would almost be better with it if they were two silent white people. You know, can we, I'll just say that. How about, like, that's, that's the, the fucking truth of it. They're like, oh yeah, you had two fucking silent minorities in your film. That's great, man. Awesome. Okay. I thought this was 2022. <laughs> Part two. Whatever, bro. That's fine. Because um, they're, yeah, like, they're right here. Like, they're helping Bert. They're doing everything. Um, Bert even says her name here. Uh, Issa. Uh, uh, and uh, so he knows her. Ursa. Yeah. Uh, and like, so he knows her. There must have been a conversation at some point that they had. Hey, my name is Ursa. And I'm here to help you some way yeah and i'm like this black guy with a teardrop tattoo i don't i i can't do a voice for him because they don't talk oh my god i was like what am i doing am i being racist oh no they don't speak so i'm just inserting whatever i think they might have sounded like oh it's fucking frustrating cool though the uh canary in a coal mine but like uh, do you really think that you you're not going to notice a graboid before a bird does? Even more so, if you're going to have a bird hunting graboids, uh, that shit better be uh, Horus from The Mummy Returns. You take your falconry shit and fly. And he's searching and scanning. But a little, oh, we have a, a bird in the back uh, of a uh, on a backpack. And they don't even use it, too. I'm actually going to... I want to wait and point and see if that actually has any play in it at all. But I'm fairly certain that the bird doesn't come in at all. Oh! Oh! And you, oh ah, this reminds me. Again, every time I'm really trying to go off the cuff here. and When I see things that I've written down, I will go back to them. Uh, but what they're doing, it makes no sense to me. So these Silicon Valley hunters are specifically hunting graboids. They don't... They're so stupid that they don't know about fucking shriekers. So let's take that off the table. But they're hunting graboids. And they're walking? They're walking everywhere. We didn't, you know, if we're going to do the Jurassic Park thing, we didn't bring the engine style uh, Jeeps with the extensions that come out and we, we fucking shoot one and grab one. And this is a game trail, Mr. Mr. Carson. <laughs> Carnivores hunt on game trails. <laughs> and you're just, they're, they're just walking. The, the, ah, it's driving me nuts. And even more so, so then we, we cut to uh, Bert and these guys walking, and they, they're forced to, and at least fucking Michael Gross is like, oh man, well, I gotta I gotta stand on the goddamn ground. Oh fuck. <laughs> Holy mother humper. You know, but like you guys came here to this island with your twenty-two rabbit rifles and your bow and arrow lady, and you didn't bring a single dirt bike or dune buggy. 
or fucking helicopter. Ah. Uh, they had that whole setup uh, where they had the kill box at the beginning, uh, but you spent the time to construct bamboo ledges, but you didn't think maybe we should stay off the fucking ground where our, our prey has the absolute advantage. Like, it's not even about, oh, let's make it a more fair hunt. Like, it, you, Jesus Christ, that is, they could just rise up from the ground and grab you and you wouldn't even know it. I've always wanted to see that in a movie, too, where a graboid dives down deep and then comes all the way up underneath somebody just as fast as a fucking rocket. You don't even see it coming. Because you wouldn't. You wouldn't, man. (laughs) So why are you walking? All of y'all. All all y'all dumbasses. And then here's a... uh, On on all three of the review videos that I watched, uh, this was hilariously pointed out where... Okay, so this Graboid turned into Shriekers, uh, which, A, doesn't make a whole lot of sense if the other three Graboids aren't Shriekers. It's about uh, two to three to... Actually, let's... Yeah, let's call it almost a 12-hour... Like, I know. In that second movie, when they turn, it's about two to three to maybe five hours. Like, and they all do it together because they all get bred and hatched together. So there's no reason that this one Graboid <coughs> would turn into Shriekers. And even more so, if you're going to say, okay, uh, it got shot and it and it wanted to die up on the surface, then that means that it was dying. That the Shriekers inside of it were also being poisoned by whatever you had injected it with. And they were dying too. So that why, how would they be able to get out? And on that note... So Richard Brake keeps saying, oh, you know, yeah, they can't get off that island. You know, it's, oh, I don't care because I, I designed them and I know what I'm doing. So did did you forget the entire part of the life cycle where they turn into winged flying creatures that are designed to go as far as possible? So what was the plan if, like, they didn't kill these graboids right away? It's very clear that they weren't prepared uh, with their rifles. I don't see the only. I see a minigun. One guy has a minigun. When shriekers come, if you, what are you gonna do? Where's your bullets? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And on that note, this is a great piece of irony that I have to talk about when it comes to guns. We see B, we see Burt Gummer at the beginning of this movie on a desert island, uh, all by himself. Uh, and he, and then he comes here, comes to this island and he's like, all right, well, what do we got, uh, to like defend ourselves with? Uh, oh, well, we don't have any guns, but we, you know, got a few odds and ends and no, 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 no guns. Okay, Bert. Yeah. We don't have any guns. You know why? Because you gung ho gummer fucking fucked off to a desert island by yourself. And you didn't bring one? Let's let's say, okay, uh, customs laws. Okay, you couldn't bring a gun into Thailand or wherever you're at. Or Papua New Guinea. You couldn't, Burt can't bring a gun to Papua New Guinea. You're telling me that that guy wouldn't do everything short of sucking a fucking arms dealer's dick to get a gun? Even if it was a, a flint lock cap and, cap and shot muzzle loader? Like... Burt Gummer is living on an island by himself, and he doesn't have a single gun. That 
that right there, folks, is like, this movie looks amazing, but when you really think about things, you're like, oh, what? Where's your guns, Bert? You are like, that is your life and soul. That's your, that's your Linus blanket. You know, that I love the second movie because he does use that Barrett 50 cal like a Linus blanket. Uh, he's so terrified and he's always holding on to that thing. And the only time he ditches it is after he fucks up and kills the Shrieker and the truck. And at that point, I didn't know. How could I have known? <laughs> well, rule four of gun safety, Bert, know what's behind your target. <laughs> but seriously, like... Bert comes to the island, and he has no guns? Ah. Ah. Dumbity dum dum. And here, uh, okay. So we're gonna go, this, this, ugh, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of glad you're all enjoying this with me, or I hope so at least, because this is just absolutely the dumbest thing. The Shriekers, I, I really don't like the, uh, Ass blaster design. I can kind of get behind the the graboid design of the body. I have a huge problem with like the head. Uh, we all know what a graboid shrieker and ass blaster looks like because that four part mandible head is so iconic. Like it is, it is what we think of, and it's why I actually really like the shriekers in this movie because they do keep that. Like, that skull is kind of scary cool, and they do have at least that three-pronged mandible jaw that does evoke back to what it originally is, even though it is, let's call it, mutated. And, and oh, here's another great... This this movie is very visual... Like I said, very visually beautiful. Uh, that flamethrowers uh, along, alongside a, a, a blue background, that blue-green. It's a really difficult shot uh, to pull off composition-wise, that just I have to credit Don Michael Paul or whoever the cinematographer is. Maybe it's, maybe Don Michael Paul is merely director in name, but whoever the cinematographer or the lighter or the lighting guy, just fantastic. Uh, and yeah, those shriekers really do look good. I do not mind them. Uh, and in a sense, because this has always been my halfway problem with shriekers, they maybe make them a little bit more. Uh, I see scared and terrified is not to uh, it, they're they're faster they at least get that like okay these things are things that swarm and they should speed they don't really get the swarm part I guess but like they should speed they're they're fast and they should go which is the only reason we didn't get much of that with the stampede stuff is the limitations of technology and not having to do stuff on such a low budget and work around those kinds of things and you know ends up being like oh wow like more or less for it. Let's let's call it that. Uh, you know, I was talking about the Phil Tippett with the CGI earlier. It's, they try. They keep going forward. Keep doing. Uh, and yeah, these shriekers look look great. But also at the same time, this Richard Brake guy is talking about. He didn't expect that. Didn't know they were coming. So if you say, oh, "All right, you have these guns, these little rifles for the graboid," you didn't think about the shrieker. You didn't bring, you know, some automatic submachine guns just to. Just dumb, and I don't mean like, oh, that's your that guy is crazy and dumb. That's how that works. Like, no, man, it's just dumb. Somebody thought something looked cool and just kept writing and didn't bother to think about it. And because, and they're about to blow one up here, and this is, just doesn't 
really make any sense in the like so you drop something halfway on the ground and it just went for it and again these are supposed to be armored super graboids uh it shouldn't be easier to to get rid of them should be a lot harder uh the fact that we're just using the same old things that we're used to on them kind of negates the purpose of them being mutated <laughs> you know like it's a uh, ouch uh, Nick, look at that wonderful viscera spray. Bring it on down. Um, yeah, yeah. And now we're we're heading back. Oh, look! Now we don't have a filter. We can literally see the filtered island back there, but we're not using a filter for the actual people that are here. Wow! Amazing! Amazing! <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we're back on Good People Island, and uh, here's where we find out uh, that the an elephant got eaten. A graboid was able to eat an elephant. So we go back to, again, why are graboids eating people in toilets in the middle of a goddamn thunderstorm? Uh, if you have that much food and that ability to eat that food... Even more so if you are tunneling in between uh, islands as Bert. Oh no 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 no! They can't they can't swim. They can't they can't get that big. They can't swim. Well, okay, obviously they could and they are. So like, let's deal with that. But so these animals have a, a good supply of food and they ate a guy who was covered in shit. So yeah, I mean. If you had a million dollars, we all know that you probably would love to eat a shit sandwich, right? That's definitely how those two things work at all. Uh, and now we're back here. Um, <laughs> every time I see these bad guys and they don't have the filter on them, it seems really wrong and weird. Because it's like, where's your bad guy filter? I don't know that I'm supposed to be afraid of you because you don't have your filter on. Ooh, weird. <laughs> like, it makes ah, no fucking sense. And again, here, so I guess in the end, we do get three scenes where uh, Bert and Richard break, or uh, Bert and Bill, you know, both B guys' names. Maybe maybe they are supposed to be a little bit paralleled here. But they are having their tete-a-tetes uh, but I don't get any sense here that we are supposed to relate that these guys are similar. And I mean, like, uh, I, I read the description for the movie, which is like, oh, you know, billionaire hunter goes and tries to stop graboids because he's crazy and they all get picked off one by one. It's like, okay, maybe you mean Bert? Do you mean Bert went and got picked off one by one? Because that sounds more likely. <laughs> I, I, that, that thing I keep saying about these are two different movies. Uh, what what are we doing here? What are we what? Why what what is this? Uh, why? And I, I'll tell you the why. The why is so Universal can kill off Michael Gross and not have to deal with him actually telling them that they are they messed up and they don't know what they're doing sometimes. Uh, I really do feel bad for him. Uh, we are going to take a moment here to talk about, if you're watching this alongside of me, uh, this is the moment where Burt Gummerday becomes canon and actually a part of the Tremors franchise. I do love, you know, there's actually a Burt Gummerday. 
You know, he's not just a, a, a legend in some circles. He's a superhero. <laughs> yeah, man. So Baby Fark McGee's ex created Burt Gummer Day. I want everybody to know that that man, uh, Donald Robert Whitman Jr., uh, over five years ago, just started making gifts of Burt Gummer because he loved him so much. And now we have this, this Burt Gummer Day. Uh, and you know what? You can say as much as you want to, Richard Brake, that, yeah, he's a... An insane, uh, insane paranoid militant with more guns and ammo than any sane person should have. It's like, hey, man, but he does have the holiday, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> but Baby Fark, uh, McGeezax on Imgur, Baby Fark Imgur on Twitter, uh, great guy. It really saddens me that Michael Gross doesn't even know who he is. That he spent, that Baby Fark spent all that time making Burt Gummer Day a real thing. And <laughs> Michael Gross has actually said in multiple interviews, I would love to find out whoever whoever created this. I, that's so amazing. I can't, I can't believe, I've played Burt Gummer. I can't believe that they're doing this. This is, oh, wow. And like, oh. So if anybody out there who's listening to this knows, tell Michael Gross that Baby Fark McGeezacks created Burt Gummer Day. I know that's the dumbest name ever. Who cares, folks? Go to Imgur and soak up some intergalactic quality gifts and realize that your life is a lot better with them than without them. Because when you need it and you don't have it, you sing a different tune. <laughs> and Okay, so we, we had one minigun. or No, maybe two. Uh, where did he get... Hold on. So Richard Branson had a minigun? Why wasn't he using it? Because we saw the Mohawk guy die with his minigun. What... what uh, Excuse me, Richard. Why were you not using this fucking thing before? You, you can't penetrate dirt. Best goddamn bullet stop there is. You know, like you, ah, ah. <laughs> These things are so frustrating because it's so clear that the, the actors doing it probably know more than the people writing it, and that's ah, uh, uh. And this little thing here, where okay. You're telling me that the guy who fell out of the the hammock earlier today and has been dropping machetes and doesn't know his asshole from uh, a hole in the ground put 550 paracord on his shoelaces? There has been no indication of that kind of bull. Like, you're not a prepper. You, I mean, you kind of know Burt Gummer in the sense that we all know who Burt Gummer is. Obviously, there's a holiday, but like... Okay, they got out great, and the uh, and then it ends up being redundant too because they all get out. But then Cassie Clare shows up anyway. Anna shows up anyway, and oh, I, I open the door and Bill's gone crazy. I mean, I've been with him this whole time, and he's been paying me, and I literally saw all of this from the start. But I'm telling you, I can't take it anymore. He's crazy. I got to go over to you guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he. <laughs> Fucking, they got pistols. Why? Ah! Who uses pistols against Graboids, folks? Uh, here's another. Again, this movie looks amazing. It looks spectacular. Uh, this green flare shot is just something else, man. Uh, oh, wow. It's really cool. Really pretty. Really cool. Uh, 
as uh, what I was saying earlier about if you're going to have a reason to have your movie look a different color, there's lots of things that you can achieve inside of the camera uh, that give you that. And why we're going to do another Clever Girl bit. Why is this Graboid just standing up on its legs up out of the ground? Not something that they necessarily do unless they have a reason while he's about to get attacked from another Graboid, uh, by another Graboid from the side. Like, it's not, uh, I guess that, that tactic makes sense with Shriekers, but why are we, we're, and we're literally, we literally pulled the same move in the same movie. You're, like, they're copying Jurassic Park with the Clever Girl bit twice in the same movie. Like I said, a reference is not an excuse for a shit fucking plot. It's not an excuse for shitty character decisions. (laughs) Ah, man, and and I love Jurassic Park, too, so I'm not one to be like, oh, we're going to allude to it and I hate it. Ah, It's more like, come on. Like, when you allude to those things, those better things, and you yourself are not trying to create something more, then all you do is invite shitty comparisons. It doesn't... I go back to the, this, why not just focus on, okay, so these Silicon Valley hunters are out hunting. That's a whole movie in and of itself. Why, bow and arrow girl, why are you carrying a pistol? Why, why is that your backup weapon? Why is that your fucking backup weapon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. And then poor fucking... <laughs> That one little Asian dude is now left to have to deal with Richard Brakeson. <laughs> Fuck. I would hate to be that guy. She's like, uh, can I just go with her? Uh, obviously, that black chick knew what she was doing, so I'm going to follow her. Peace, man. And again, and then she shows up, and she could have gotten them all out. There was no need to have the, the, the paracord thing on the shoes if she's just going to show up either also she just went from like leaving his camp which is supposed to be you know a good half mile away to just showing up here all of a sudden you're like do you have a dirt bike we don't know about did you did you bring the only dirt bike or dune buggy on this trip to where we're at and it, yeah, just met the queen. It's Godzilla big. Uh, have we really gotten any indication of that? And here, okay, why is one of them the queen? You mutated them all. Shouldn't they all have super mutant predatory abilities? Why is one of them a super queen? Besides more for dramatic effect. You know, I love the first one because they, uh, and, uh, they even talk, uh, uh, Steve and Brent talk about this when making the fifth one about not having uh, a queen because it's uh, too much of a, an, a callback and an allusion to aliens and what aliens did. Uh, and they do, I love what they do in the first one where their main opponent, Graboid, is the one that bit their truck and he's actually like the handicapped Graboid. <laughs> he's not the queen or the king. He's just the the one that got the most curious and bit their truck and then got his arm tentacle ripped off. And but he's pissed. <laughs> Fuck oh this is in our old pal Stumpy. And he's mad. <laughs> yes, he is. And I love that because it's like, yeah, I, if these are creatures and monsters uh that are actual actually real, uh 
this is something they talk about uh, with Jurassic Park. If you're going to make a monster like that, it has to be an animal. It has to have uh, a not malicious sense of what it's doing. It should just be hungry, be smart, and be trying to get food smartly. That's you know the basic things. That's it doesn't have to be a slasher villain. It doesn't have to be a super queen, super predator. It doesn't always have to be upgraded. Sometimes the scariest thing is just what is outside your back door. You know, like we're all safe in our homes and stuff, but if we had to live in tents and caves, we'd be, you know, more terrified of the wolves and bears and mountain lions at our door. Uh, the same goes for graboids. Okay, so now we're coming back to what I told you with the art scene from Lost. Uh, where the guy blows himself up uh, talking about how dynamite is super sweaty. These people are all putting together a super bomb of dynamite here uh, that they know is hardcore sweaty, and they're piling it all up. <laughs> He's about to... They're, they're about to light a stick of this sweaty dynamite to then throw at the sweaty dynamite. I mean... Dumb and and because you can just throw it. That's the whole point. You guys have been alluding to this the whole time. You could just fucking throw a stick. You don't gotta light it. In fact, the fact that in fact her lighting it while it's in Bert's hand is enough for it to explode. That's that's all. Boosh, boom, spickety spark. Like you're just like yeah yeah. This is super sweaty and it could blow at any minute. But we're gonna light it on fire first and then throw it. And they even make it a point to show it there when they throw it that as soon as it hits, it explodes. The fuse wasn't even down, and as soon as it hits, you can watch that as it's happening. As soon as it hits, it explodes. So the idea there was always that the dynamite is sweaty and blows up. We don't need to light it on. We don't need to light a fuse to do that. Don't and don't. Maybe I'm nitpicking, like little scientific things here, but these are just like, it's not scientific. It's what they wrote. Uh, and that's where as a writer entertainer, I will always go back to that. If you said something, if you said something in your movie and then you walk that back, who, why didn't you just write that out of your movie? You have to, you ha if you say it, you have to commit to it. Uh, there's actually, it comes, it comes into play here later too, where Burt Gummer dies because he pushes Jimmy out of the way. Jimmy literally says, uh, so what's the plan here? We like, uh, we lead it off the caldera and, oh yeah, we jump out of the way at the last second. Yeah, something like that. So he, he knew to jump out of the way. He knew enough to jump out of the way and was going to, but we still need Bert to push him. Like, why did you write that line? The, oh yeah, something like that. No, I mean, like, that's how it works. That is, he, <laughs> And even more so, uh, Bert ends up saying, hey, yeah, we're going to do it like Val and Earl did. The only reason that worked for Val and Earl was Val threw the dynamite. And it, and it messed with the Graboid sensors and made it run. <laughs> I don't think it makes them... I, I, don't, I don't think it scares them. I think it hurts them. They're so sensitive to sound, they've got to run. Oh, hell, she's got my vote. Like, that's... It's so clear. And then, I do love this shot with Richard Brake. Show! 
Ciao! And I do. I use that gif a lot. I love Richard Branson. Or, see, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep it that. I love Richard Branson fucking uh, laughing in the swamp uh, while he knows Graboids are coming to get him. Like, he literally knows that, like, that's the worst spot to be, which just shows how crazy that guy is. And, you know, there's a level, too, of, like, I would have accepted that, like, he knew that Shriekers and Ass Blasters could happen, and he was just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, makes it a better hunt. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is another person with a pistol shooting at gravel. <laughs> uh, and, and, because, uh, like, we have gone through six different movies talking about how we need the biggest guns possible to shoot these things. First movie, we have the elephant gun. Second movie, Barrett 50 Cal third movie uh that freaking tank thing at the beginning <laughs> the fourth movie the punt gun you missed with a cannon <laughs> like and we got people with fucking pistols pistol nine millimeter pistols who decided to bring those weapons who chose to bring those weapons to this hunt that was yeah i want any gun in the world give me a glock <laughs> Ah, Glock for a Graboid. That just seems fucking brilliant. And then not... Okay, so you didn't bring any more ammo either? You didn't... Like, there's so much of this. Hey, how about we, we get rid of Bert and we just focus on the Hunter guys and we write that script better? How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> I am. I'm getting so frustrated right now because I'm seeing that, yeah, that should have just been the movie. And in fact, when I was watching it the first time, that's what I loved about it. It was like, yeah, I actually kind of knew that going in. It was like, yeah, man, I love my sci-fi movies. I love it when a rich trophy hunter tries to bite off more than he can chew, and he ends up getting chewed. <laughs> you know, it's it's just great. I love that B-moviness. And I think a lot of us do. I think that's something we all would have signed up for gladly. Uh, would have watched, yeah, would have watched an hour and a half of that. Would have watched it over what I'm watching right now. Because then, yeah, it gets eaten. And there is a great, like, there is a great line there where uh, he's saying, oh, yeah, you've always survived against these things. I don't, and Bert's, I don't survive. Just got lucky. And it's very true. I'm like, and I have to say, there's a lot more that could have been played up for what the movie was doing to really say that, like, Bert is afraid. He is terrified. Uh that PTGD, post-traumatic graboid disorder. Uh, and in those deleted scenes, that's one of the, the biggest things, is him just talking about the fear and terror that he feels, that he knows these things are still out there. And he has to, like, he's the only guy who can do it. Like, the only one who can really step up and take it. And, like, he's kind of doing it because no one else will. And that's... To go back to the two different movies, you take out the other hunter people. Let's just focus on introducing John Heater here or these other people as the people who might end up taking Bert's mantle. Like, they're the ones that watched him die. They know what to do. That's where it makes no sense that you have Travis for the last two movies, five and six, being built up to take the torch. And then the movie that Bert dies, he's not there to take the torch. It makes no logical writing sense. Even more so, that's actually, uh, in my research when I first did this, 
Michael Gross had a storyline written out for him and Jamie Kennedy over uh, these three movies. Like he had, and I'm assuming it is that plot of, hey, I met my son. Hey, I don't want to pass the torch, but I am. And then finally, okay, I'm done. Here it is. Take it, Jamie. Because uh, why else have his mom in this movie? Why else have Jamie Kennedy's mom in the movie if you're not going to fucking use Jamie Kennedy? He should just be, Travis should be here along with his mom and dad bickering back and forth and to really say, well, like, yeah, this is the guy that's going to take over Bert's responsibilities. This is what we're doing from now on. Yeah, sell that, commit to that. And I don't know, maybe Jenny, Jamie Kennedy sucks or whatever, but then again, just just Don Cheadle him. John Cheadle him, man. Like that. Jimmy right there could totally be Travis. There's not much of a difference. Uh, it's about the difference of uh, Val and Grady in the Tremors to uh, the Lost Monsters script. You know, the way the lines are delivered. You know, it might be a lot of the same, but it is just the actors changing it up. Uh, <laughs> Decker Shadow pointed this one out. I do love this. Like, oh, we have to have two conversations here to let you know that it's okay to be a single mom. It's okay to be a single mom. It's like, all right. Uh, um, weird thing to shoehorn in here, movie. And again, that that conversation itself means more if you're having if you actually have Travis here and you actually have her son that she had to be a single mom with. Uh, they're you know kind of talking, going through how he's felt in that sense, or you know maybe we trade out the. What John Heater's talking about with his mom being a dentist, with, oh, Travis being like, you know, I can't, Bert just won't let me in, man. I just want, just want him to love me like a son, but he just won't, and I just need his approval. Or, you know, something like, honestly, there's a great little, Jamie Kennedy needs his approval. We've already discovered that. Uh, so, yeah, to, single moms are awesome. That's true. I agree with that. As single parents, in any sense, uh, doing that on your own. But uh, I don't, there's a there is a level here where like yeah we can we can hold Bert to the wall here. She definitely did do what she did because it's like well, would you have taken a kid? Would you have done it? Would you have really gone along with that if it hadn't? And I agree. Uh, that's where the entire idea. Hey, let's do a movie where we kill off Bert and we take him through his family and we really pin him to the wall for his bullshit. Uh, I'm in. Uh, that's what I hope. Uh, Tremors or Burroughs is about. Uh, from what I've read of it already, that seems to be where it's going. Uh, just the sense of, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Bert faked his death. Uh, and that makes him a dick. A fucking huge dick. Uh, Bert faked his death and left. And everybody comes back for Bert's funeral. And then he shows up. Because, oh yeah, no, oh, I had to do it. Because I needed to get away from the conspiracy people who were who were messing with me, and, and uh, I promise this was all worth it. Screw you, Bert! Screw you! This ain't fucking worth it, man! I come back here for your funeral, I gotta deal with this shit? Oh, no. Hell, Bert, I mean, I'm a pretty cold bastard, but that's cold. <laughs> I mean, really, like, that would just, like, that's... And I honestly do see that in Bert, where he would fake his death to get away and not really give a shit about the consequences of the emotional reaction that would happen between his friends and family for that. Uh, yeah, not so. Uh, and 
uh, that deleted scene things that I was talking about, uh, they fit here, right in the movie where John uh, Heater and Michael Gross are going to this Shrieker cave is actually where the grit and gumption uh, deleted scenes would come in. And it definitely fits to work them in here. You know, like they're having a little, maybe they have a little powwow, a, tete- uh, a back and forth before they go kill these things on their own. And we get a little bit more reason why they would, <coughs> why Bert would even begin to contemplate being eaten by another Graboid again. Because that's the thing I really don't believe. He, even in those deleted scenes, like, God, that sounds like a horror. And you could tell it's a horror from him. for him. He has the, the post-traumatic Graboid disorder. Do you think that somebody, like, uh, you have PTSD, do you go back into the line of fire to to be shot again and that makes you happy? I mean, I've, I've got enough of my own anxieties that way where it's like, that, no, man. Like, you go to the desert island, that definitely makes sense. But, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to willingly kill myself to die in a way that has terrified me for the last 20 years. Uh, I'm now. I'm honestly trying to think of any kind of plot where I've ever heard that, or why, or anything like that. Anything. And no, yeah, Destiny's a bitch. I don't care. It's not that big of a bitch. You're not Geralt of Rivia. John Heater is not your child surprise. <laughs> oh man. You know, honestly, I'm gonna take a moment here. Uh, because this cave scene's all right. It's more again. It's more references than anything. Uh, but it does do a little bit of new visual language for the Tremor series, which I love. Uh, the flamethrowers look cool, you know, but I don't know. This scene is kind of give or take for me. I would have, again, I would have rather seen John and Michael, you know, talk to each other and give Michael Gross an actual monologue before he dies. Um, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I got some funny. Okay. So. They had a creature wrangler on set. Uh, there were so many wild animals and shit that they actually had a guy who would just go around with a bag and pick shit up. Uh, oh, Michael Gross. Actually, I, and this is where I wonder, too, about like how much is happening behind the scenes on these movies. Uh, Michael Gross has gotten hurt a lot on 5, 6, and 7. And maybe that's just an old man getting hurt and shit, but it's way too much. Way too much. Uh, whenever you're watching a scene with flamethrowers, they have Vaseline on them. Yeah, I just have a whole list of BTS stuff here. I'm going to keep going through it. Vaseline faces. Uh, oh, John Heater constantly ran away from the guts. And he kind of sly about it, but it seems like he just didn't want to get guts done. And it's like, boo to you, I say. Boo. Bert for president. Oh, Jackie Cruz, uh, you know, talking about the creature wrangler. She loves cuddling snakes. I don't know. Maybe that's a sexual innuendo. Um, uh, here's one. Michael Gross has to keep telling people all the time. Uh, Bert doesn't point guns at people. That's not a thing. He doesn't do it. Uh, in these movies, and this is kind of where this one does fail in that sense, where the humans are bad guys. They're not helping uh, the real threat should always be what you're dealing with with these monsters and these creatures. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of bucks things up, man. Bert doesn't point his guns at, at other people. Um, and that's, honestly, that segues into, yeah, sh- shit writing. Like, that 
Michael Gross has to tell people like basic things like that. If anything, we shouldn't be pointing guns at people. You know, we've all learned that from the Alec Baldwin thing. Let's stop fucking pointing guns at people unless we have a reason to. You know, uh, like because in the script, what he what Michael was talking about, the whole point was, oh yeah, the guy like gets close to him and Bert posts up and kind of like, oh yeah, I'll I'll stop you. No, no, you will not. No, you will not. <laughs> uh, and here, you know what? Here's a good time to uh, I'm gonna rattle off some thank yous for a lot of people that have been helping uh, and doing stuff. Um, uh, I want to thank you to at Rattlesire on Twitter uh, for helping out, uh, giving the first feedback and criticism for this episode. Uh, got myself a pop filter because of you. That's just a sock. Uh, and on this microphone, I want to thank uh, Nico Francis, a good friend of mine who actually gave me this microphone uh, about six months ago, uh, halfway for this reason, because he didn't know and maybe might end up doing something like this. Um Kevin Collins at Beetle Bear uh, on Twitter. Uh, fantastic dude. Helping out with hashtags uh, Stampede Tremors. Uh, just doing everything he can to to get these movies back to the people that they actually belong to. Uh, honestly, Kevin, can't thank you enough. You're going to get a shout out all the time. Um, the Suns and Shadows podcast. Uh, Jeff and Kev really want to thank you both uh, for pushing me, uh, for pushing at the Tremor Saga to start this podcast. Uh, this has been fun, fantastic. Uh, I'm winding down here near the end for this, and yeah, I just been a ball this last hour and a half. Um, uh, Jared Boots, another great podcaster friend of mine, uh, shared this podcast. Uh, one of the first people in my friend circle to actually share it. I want to thank him for that. Uh, Oliver at Grand House Chic One, uh, who actually reached out about starting their own Tremors podcast, and hopefully we can get him on to, uh, as a guest at some point. Uh, Helen Shaber, she's out there, she's on Twitter, besides Miss Jackie Cruz and Richard Brake. She is retweeting and loving our stuff all the time. She is always there for at the Tremors Saga. Just a fantastic human being. Watch Station Eleven on HBO Max. It's a great little mini series. Uh, everybody loves time wibbly wobbliness. <laughs> um, Alicia Seymour at Seymour Sister uh, for being the second person to join the Discord and for really putting suggestions out there. Being the first person to put fictions on the Discord. You know, thank you for putting yourself out there in any kind of sense. Um, uh, there's a there's this wonderful guy I met a long time ago on Twitter who's still very helpful to this day. Uh, Weird Planet Visitor at uh, M A N Y X U one o one three. He does a lot of great drawings of a, an astronaut went to a different world and what the creatures of that world would look like. Very tremorsy, uh, very mixed master. Some great stuff. Um, and uh, the podcast Anthony has issues. Uh, with Stephen and Anthony, uh, another person that just really was there helping and encouraging. And it just goes a long way more than you guys can imagine. Just giving a shit and saying something, uh, comments and critiques are always welcome. There's a lot we can change. There's a lot we can move on. There's a lot we can make better and we're going to damn well try. Uh, and on that note, uh, check out the discord for, uh, 
the whole of the Tremors saga. Um, the link can be found in at the Tremors saga's uh, bio, uh, their pinned tweet. So just give it a check out. If you're listening to this, go tell us how you feel. Or just go talk about Tremors in general in a place that's not being watched by Universal Pictures. Uh, and actually, on that note, you know, I'm talking about all these people and I'm thanking these people. I want to point out that I do not trust a whole bunch of people when it comes to uh, the world of Universal and what they're doing there. You're going to hear a lot of interviews uh, with the cast and stuff that are all just very goody-two-shoes, kind of sycophant, sycophanty. And it's... What I really wanted to do by starting with this one and go the opposite direction of that, I, I want to critique and give the good along with the bad. And that, you know, I may really fucking hate this, but maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll love it, and maybe you'll see something in this that I didn't see before. Uh, like I said, that Edgar thing, that Edgar Burt lookalike thing, I had no idea about that until I saw it uh, posted by Bob Rushy. And he didn't even notice it until I really started pushing him back on, like, hey, like, does this actually make any sense? Uh, so, yeah, any any kind of that, any kind of friction that we can get that way, uh, it starts a fire. And it's huge. Because Universal, they have killed off Burt Gummer, and they're using Burt Gummer Day to capitalize on the easy marketing that happens with the Tremors series. Um, there's a phenomenon uh, that you will notice, and you will see that the word Tremors, when used, causes other people to watch the movie Tremors. So if you have a whole subsection of your population feeling tremors and then they're talking about it just that word tremors tremors i got tremors i got tremors i got body tremors i got tremors that makes other people go well i want to watch kevin bacon now like it's the weirdest thing or even more so when you have earthquakes that happen and the aftershocks and the tremors and people are talking about tremors tremors uh you can have a crack in the earth and oh there's tremors and it's instant you get a dozen people talking about tremors in the sense of neurological conditions or geological conditions. And then you get another two dozen people talking about that, about the actual movie and the TV show itself. It's the strangest phenomenon. Uh, I watch at the tremor saga go through those Twitter searches and retweet stuff all the time. And I see all those and yeah, it's, it runs the gamut. It goes everywhere. Uh, and you can get thousands of people in one day, even, Fucking talking about Tremors. It makes, it almost makes no logical sense. But that's how ingrained these movies are. And Universal is clearly trying to use the concept of Burt Gummer Day to drive advertising sales. Because it gives you a reason every single year for you to watch all the Tremors movies. Oh, it's Burt Gummer Day. Oh, I'm going to put on the TV show and the movies. You know, it's a bigger reason than, oh, it's just the anniversary of a movie. You can tie all of those together into one date instead and be like, today is the day that we celebrate Tremors because it's Burt Gummer Day. And, yeah, they are definitely, definitely using that to their advantage. Because the bigger thing is, is that there are so many people all over the internet that that can't see that, oh, no, like, Burt Gummer clearly didn't die because there's a hat and sunglasses neatly folded where he died and he was wearing them. Like, legit wearing them. You quite literally see the last shot of him flipping the bird as he goes into the Graboid's gullet. And he's wearing the hat and sunglasses, so I don't want to hear that, oh yeah, like, yeah, he's dead for sure. No, and this is where 
maybe he is dead for sure, but that is not what they want us to think. And that is, they want, they want fans to speculate for no fucking reason to get people talking and then drive that interest. That's not real. It's a false fucking advertising. And I absolutely love listening to people that have reviewed Tremors uh, all the way through, including the, the TV show, who get to this movie and are just absolutely flabbergasted that that happened. I mean, we're all saying, hey, we know that, like, Michael Gross is old and, you know, eventually you got to, like, you got to stop and you got to hang up the hat. But the way that this movie fucking plays, you don't even see it coming and it makes no sense. Uh, Alterio pointed out where it would be like killing off Godzilla in a movie, but Godzilla doesn't regenerate. Godzilla doesn't use their atomic breath. Godzilla is only six foot tall. You know, like... Why? Why would you end a movie and this person isn't? He doesn't have any guns. Like, and that's not. Oh yeah, guns don't define Bert. But come on, man. Like, not even a little bit. Like, you stripped him of everything and then still took it all away from him. And ah, oh, and it, on on that kind of end. So I just say, yeah, you're you're clearly, and that's where I know I've read enough with Michael Gross that. They forced the ending on him. He had he didn't want to do it. He's been he will always be up for another movie. If there's an eight, if there's a TV show, Michael Gross is in. The only reason that he's become the main character is because everybody else has walked away or gone away, and he's just here, and he's always down for it. And Universal was like, yeah, but you know, maybe if we kill you, it'll like have a punch and an emotional thing. And even he was like, well, okay, it kind of just seems like maybe you're getting tired of this and. Why don't you just say that instead and not make another movie? And uh, honestly, you could have left. You could have left it with a cold day in hell. Uh, Bert, you know, kind of halfway retires and then then wait a few years and then actually just bring, you know, straight up redo, you know, not redo, restart it and just keep going with another set of characters. Uh, that's so easy to do. Uh, it should have been done a long time ago. It's why a TV show works the best for what Tremors is trying to do. That episodic format Go different places, try new things, uh, meet new people. Uh, also have those same through lines all the way through, but journeying all the way around at the same time. And, you know, so Jimmy and Bert are here at this ledge about to kill themselves. And, you know, Jimmy even says, like, oh, so what do we do? Like I said, this, what do we do? We just jump out of the way at the end? Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, the graboid's not going to attack you. It's not going to chase you. If it's that, if it's a queen and it's smart enough to be hunting you and know exactly where you're at, you think jumping off to the side is going to distract it in any kind of sense? After you did a whole thing, the first movie of fucking throwing a dynamite bomb to get it to run and jump? No, 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 no. And, it, and if, especially if you want us to think of that first movie, you're trying to evoke that. So why why do it? Why do it? You know, that and that Graboid's just sitting there, just waiting. Oh, yeah, I'm going to charge you. I'm going to get you. No, not Graboid behavior. Not how it works. It's, <laughs> if you're fucking hungry, you eat. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's after, yeah, man, they, uh, I'm watching, I'm, it's just about to that point here, and I just know it's wrong. Like, it, w this isn't El Blanco, and even then, El Blanco would chase things. El Blanco, you could not, if you wanted to distract El Blanco, you needed a hell of a lot more than just stomp it on the ground. 
oh, yeah. I mean, it's a cool shot. You got the boot backing away. But, like, again, not enough. Not enough for these monsters that are literally known for doing that. And Sorry, I'm getting a little pissed off here because I'm literally watching this. Like, John Heater wasn't paying attention? I Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Like, what? <sighs> and that's a great shot, too, with the finger. And go fuck yourself. You know, just looks cool. And he literally, you literally see him get swallowed and eaten and then blown up. And, like, is it, you're telling me the guy who's so terrified of Graboids that he's done everything that he's done would willingly get swallowed again? Knowing that he would get blown up. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I do love Michael Gross's uh, ending for this movie. where, And they filmed one of these, too. And I, it's so dumb that they didn't go with ambiguity. Uh, where, you know, he comes back out and he's like, What the hell? You thought I, just thought I was dead? You can't kill me. I'm not. I'm unkillable, bitches. <laughs> I am a golden god. <laughs> and, it, yeah, no. No, it don't make much sense. And, it, you know, if Michael Gross is saying it to that guy who's literally saying, I can't improvise this Burt because you have to write this character properly, is saying, well, I mean, really? He's your expert. He's the one who knows. Universal. <clears throat> and so now, now Burt has died. And Burt is dead. Dead sad dead and and I've, I always love this because if you like John Heater has his hands over his mouth so there's a level of like he's yelling Mr. Gunner where I just imagine Pops Dad Dad where are you and oh man I would love for somebody to ADR that shit over top Dad Pops where are you because I just see Jamie Kennedy right here I don't I as much as John Heater's doing what he's doing and doing an alright job of it, I'm just, where's Jamie Kennedy? Where, uh, never in my life would I thought that I would ask the question, where is Jamie Kennedy? I want Jamie Kennedy to be. Did it, uh, what? And, but I am. I'm sitting here like, what? Where is he? Where is he? And you still manage to find his hat and his sunglasses. I, and yeah, no. Fans, if you're listening to this, you have watched Shrieker Island. Guys, Bird ain't dead. Uh, Michael Gross has said that himself. He's always open to returning as long as he's not dead. Uh, no. No. Bert, Bert couldn't take it anymore and fucked off and didn't want anybody else now this time to give it away his position. He didn't want another uh, turncoat Travis, so he just fucked off on his own. And... <laughs> Again, I'm left here just like, these people, you met him like a day ago, less than 24 hours. And you're all like, so sad. Oh no, Bert Kimmer is dead. I mean, I didn't even know the guy at all, and I have no lines to express it. But Bert Kimmer is dead, and it's affecting me. Who wants to get a taco after this? I'm buying. Mm, I love my tacos. <laughs> I do love tacos. Uh, and, uh, yeah. The, uh, and we gotta make sure we get the two people who don't have lines. Also, gotta, 
at least give him something. Oh, they got a flamethrower. And oh, we're going to give flowers. And I do know that the way that it works, like, hey, like if you can get somebody in there and they don't speak any lines, then you don't have to pay them as much. So I just can't help but feel like this is a sneaky way of ha- including minorities without paying them. Which is insane because you're filming in Thailand. So uh, why not? Why the fuck not use them and give them a little verbal uh, verbiage? Give them something to say other than just buy. Not even buy. They just put some stuff on the grave and leave. And here's another great... Uh, why does Jasmine not get the last shot? Why, like, Jimmy has, again, not known, known Bert a day, less than a day, and yet he gets the last linger shot while Bert's actual, like, lover, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, like, doesn't. She just gets one look and then gets to, like, walk away. No, she's the one that gets the last look. Not you, John Hater. I get it. You get second billing because you have a penis. But I don't really care. Because you're not, you have no reason, you have no reason that you are this sad. I mean, you would be semi-sad. We all are sad when people die. It's not like we rejoice at that fact. But I am sorry, the woman who he actually slept with is the one that's probably going to feel more about this than you are. She had a kid. She had his son. She birthed Burt Gummer's son in her belly for nine months. She gets the last shot, not John Hader. And it's even crazier. I know Michael Gross chose that, changed the hat. It's so weird that he dies not with an Atlanta Hawks hat. I, I don't get it. Oh, now the worst fucking thing ever. Okay, so I can buy maybe all that other stuff. So the whole point of what Michael Gross fought for was ambiguity. This montage is not ambiguous. Every time I watch this montage, I have to Google... Did Michael Gross die? <laughs> Did he fucking die? The first time I watched this, I was like, oh my god, man. I did, what, what did I miss? I had no idea Michael Gross died. Because this is not a, a fucking uh, send-off to a character. This is a memoriam to an actor. Like, you're just like, uh, uh, I expect to see, uh, uh, in loving memory, uh, Michael Gross at the end of it. And you're like, oh, what? Because all of these shots, the way it's, and it's hollow ground. It's like, did, did you guys actually kill fucking Michael Gross? And then even more so, they only show like two or three shots of the Stampede movies. Nothing from the TV show. They show a shot of Michael Gross as Hiram Gummer, who's not even Burt Gummer. Who's his grandpa? They show a shot of him, but they don't show any shots of Bert in the 13 episode TV show, which uses, which they use for all of their imagery of Bert for that 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 vest and sunglasses. That is from the TV show. That's actually that's more TV show than movies, and they don't even include it in this montage. Not one, not one little bit of there's uh, him with Tyler or him with El Blanco. No, no. Oh my god, but we can do at least at least five and six five to six shots of each of these Don Michael Paul movies. There's only like three or four, maybe there's one for Tremors four. Uh and nothing for the T show, but we're gonna do a, a plethora of shots for the for Don Michael Paul. We're gonna jerk off to him a little bit. And then and then fucking flash celebrate Burt Gummer Day on April 14th and then drag that knife in and don't forget to pay your taxes. Fuck you! You're telling me that the guy who 
in the sixth movie, as Jamie Kennedy says, man, you've been you've been flipping off the feds longer than Wesley Snipes. You're telling me that guy wants me to pay taxes? <laughs> that he would he would want you to say like celebrate my my day and pay taxes at the same time? No, <laughs> no, no. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're to the credits. Oh, I'm kind of grateful. Oh man, and here, there's a little bit of like. Is this racist to me, folks? They're like, all of these Thai people have, like, nicknames. Set nicknames. And I'm kind of like, hey, maybe we could just pronounce their regular name. Maybe we don't need to be like, hey, that person's named Nikki, and that's Game, and that's New, and that's May, and that's Wine, and that's First, and that's Try, and that's Joe, and that's Beard. How about we call them Pinacorn, Sierosho, Mira, Bornja, Krishana, Punamamat, uh, Rangsoon, Fudawa. Like, we don't need to have, like, half pseudonym names for them. These are real people. And it's kind of, it seems halfway offensive to me that they would have these Americanized, uh, English names alongside in the credits. And if they were referring to them on set, like, just come on. Come on. Give them the full, I want to hear porn. I want to hear porn's full name right next to Jonathan Englander. Those two are equal in my mind. Equal. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, we're in the credits. Michael Gross ain't dead. Burt Gummerday was stolen. And Baby Fark McGizax has tried to tell Universal. I've tried to tell Universal, like, hey, like, you should maybe, like, this guy did something. Uh, give him some kind of credit. Nothing. Like, it took me doing a whole uh, Stampede Tremors campaign to even get uh, a... Baby Farks created Burt Gummer Day on Google for even that to show up as a Google search. It took forever. And, yeah, it was just so clear that Universal is just trying to use us here, folks. They want you to do the speculation for the eighth movie. They want you to think. They want you to roll your dice and, and make it make it easy for them. And we're not. We're not doing that. That's what the, That is the point of these podcasts and what we're going to try to do here. Be subversive. Be revolutionary. Go out of our way and make something new. Uh, we're done. We're done. We're done with a bunch of bullshit. If it's not, if it's not like the people behind it really care, let's, no, we're not going to care back for you. We're going to go care about that thing that does matter. Uh, yeah, that's where I am at. Uh, you know the the hashtag Stampede Tremors campaign. Uh, everything that we're doing, trying to do. Uh, I'm going to go a little over the movie here time uh, just to make sure I've got everything. But yeah, just... <sighs> There's a Tremors Ouroboros coming out, and that is what we're going to focus on. That is the story. We we do a TV show that is takes place everywhere, and we go back to characters we love and know, but also we create some new ones. And it's an episodic format. I'm in. You should be in, too. Um, I'm gonna really go through here, make sure I got everything. Yeah, where's Jamie? You know, the deleted scenes are the scenes, and the scenes are the deleted scenes for all my community fans out there. Uh, which is really, it's a great, uh, Dan Harmon, what happened to him with, uh, Community, uh, season four is very much what happened to Steve, Nancy, Brent, and Ron at Stampede, you know, kicked out of their own thing just so they could 
make something for free. And that's so clear that that's what Universal wants to do. By getting rid of Michael Gross, <coughs> cutting all ties with the past uh, is a way of saying, oh, yeah, we don't need that. No, I mean, we built everything off of that, but we, we don't need that. And goodbye. And uh, when you read Michael's behind the scenes, it's, it's very clear that, in essence, he was uh, getting too loud. And, you know, I imagine, like, that Bert doesn't point guns at people. And eventually they just didn't want to hear it from him anymore. And they cut him out. And that's that's almost worse to me than what happened to Stampede. Because uh, there is a level of, like, yeah, that sucks. That was really bad. But then, so not after Stampede was gone, Michael continued to carry the franchise. Like, that's, that's what's nuts to me about Universal giving him the boot. He continue to do everything tremors five six and seven and is the reason that we know these movies so well i mean everyone wants to talk about kevin bacon and reba but michael gross is the reason folks he's the reason for this season and that is why they wanted to get rid of him so they can reboot for free we're not we're not rebooting we're restarting that's the new word folks no more remakes no more reboots we're restarting bringing back the old and making it new again. That's why it's called Uroboros, the graboid that eats its own tail. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. I do want to point out there's one funny thing. I always laugh when I watch this movie because I actually know a Bill Davison. And so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I had to include that, but I do know a Bill Davison. So I always laugh at Richard Branson in this movie. Richard Brakeson. <laughs> That's going to be my new name for him when I'm talking about shit. And, uh, oh, you know, on that note of Universal being total dicks and shit, uh, if you guys want to share any of this, share any of it, any of the stories that you find on Stampede Tremors, any of the essays, the videos, or anything like that, please do and share to your heart's content because Universal has actually gone out of their way to make it very difficult for me to post anything about that. Uh, the Our Movies subreddit, where I was able to get a majority of the views for what's happening, and even more so for S.S. Wilson's Lost Tapes, has actually banned me for uh, talking about Tremors while then also turning around, and I have screenshots of this, I would happily show anybody, then also turning around and saying, oh no, we want people to talk about Tremors here all the time. And we don't, we don't care. It went from saying, we'll, we'll let you know when we need weekly Tremors updates to, oh yeah, we don't care if people post about Tremors in here at all. Just keep posting. And so, yeah, the Reddit R movie mods. Uh, if you have a Reddit account and you want to post something, uh, I, like I said, I highly recommend Steve Wilson's Lost Tapes, uh, any of this stuff, any of the essays, uh, Zoran Gavojic's Kill Count, it don't matter. Post it there. Because the more people that we can get seeing the original Tremors stuff, uh, that's why I push so hard with that TV show, is that goes back to the creators of the franchise. That actually goes back to the people that it's supposed to and supports them, rather than supporting Universal. And that is definitely why I started with this commentary first. I don't expect you, and if you did happen to watch this alongside the movie, that's great. But this is definitely, this podcast was meant to be, you don't have to watch that movie now. <laughs> I, I took care of that for you. Uh, and you can just stay away. And you'll thank me. And we'll be friends forever because of that. And you don't have to watch Burt Gummer die and deal with that. Because that actually, 
I'm going to end with my personal experience uh, so you know where I, I came from on all this. I, I first watched this movie uh, about a month or two after it came out. I actually got married uh, a week, October 10th. Uh, Shrieker Island came out October 20th. I got married 10 days before Shrieker Island came out. I didn't even honestly know it came out. I am a huge Tremors fan. It was tracking them all. Actually, no, I did. Oh, I did know it came out. I was just trying to be a really good spouse and like not focus on that. And me and Caitlin waited and we put it on one Saturday. Cause I totally expected it. It's just tremors. We're going to have a fun little romp. Uh, and it was, you know, that first seven eighths of the movie, you kind of do have a fun time and you're not thinking of anything. And a bam fucking Burt Gummer dies. And it hurt me. And I was really fucking pissed. Uh, but I kind of put it to the side for a little bit until, uh, my actual uh, pseudo grandpa died. My real grandpa's a total racist dick, so I don't really uh, deal with him. Both of them are. Uh, but one of the people, uh, this lovely old man that I've rented this house from for the last 20 years, uh, who is my pseudo grandpa, Ross River, ended up dying about a month or so, a month or two after I watched Streaker Island. And, you know, he really reminded me of Burt Gummer. Made me, like, he had that same demeanor of. I'm a hard ass, but also I'll, I'll be your friend. And even though it's a it's a shit world, we're in this together, right? And I didn't realize how much of an effect he had on me until Burt Gummer died. And one day I was, someone was talking about release the uh, David Fincher cut of the uh, Queen movie, and I was like, let's release the Burt Gummer cut because this fucking pisses me off. Uh, because this guy that we, he's like all of our grandpas, man. Like, and I, I say that with confidence. I know we've all, we all know uncles and grandpas like that, that we would all be sad when they did go. And if they didn't go with some kind of respect and some kind of care for the life that they led. And as soon as I really started to find out after I made that comment that, oh yeah, Michael Gross didn't want this. He didn't choose it. This wasn't his idea. And if anything, he would have rather done anything else. Then I was like, well, we're going to stop doing this kind of shit to people. You're in a way, you Universal, you just fucked over another one of my pseudo, pseudo grandpas. I just watched one die, and then you just made me watch another one die. Fuck you. I'm done with this. This is bullshit. If we're gonna we're gonna kill people, it's for a goddamn good reason. Or those people drive off into the sunset. They Burt Gummer style, like I, they don't get swallowed by the thing that they fear most. You know, and if they do, it better be a surprise. It better fucking snuck up on you, uh, Chief Brody style. <laughs> the the shark got you while you were out there. Not I purposely went after it, and it, and it got me. So yeah, I call it personal. Uh, I don't care. Uh, it's true. <clears throat> and I and I, yeah, maybe maybe this is the end. I don't think so. I fully don't believe so uh, from everything that I've seen and worked on for all of this. This does not seem like the end to me. This is, this is definitely universal trying to step in somewhere else and fuck people over. So we're not going to let that happen. Go out, go buy the TV show, go buy SS Wilson, short stories, Brent Maddox books, uh, <coughs> Go visit Stampede. Uh, tell your friends. Tell everybody. Join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and enjoy yourselves.
have a good life and uh i love you and uh yeah i'll definitely see you the next time uh i hope you have enjoyed this commentary track episode of tremor 7 shrieker island island fury uh i've had a lot of fun doing this i need to go take a shit and a piss and drink a whole bunch of seven up because my voice is killing me maybe smoke a bowl or two if you would like you can smoke a bowl with me in solidarity y'all all right uh have a good one and i'll see you next time I love Tremors 4, I'm gonna put it on next now. I'm watching Tremors 4, you should watch Tremors 4 too. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Tremors 4 to cleanse my palate on this. Yeah, yeah, I love me some Hiram Gummer. Little Fuito, let's smoke them up! I do want to make sure I do add here at the end. I want to make sure I go through my thank yous again. Uh, I would really love to thank my wife, Caitlin Marie Lutt, uh, for supporting me, going out of her way to help me as she did this. Uh, we had a, a laugh watching Shrieker Island yesterday. I wrote down a lot of her thoughts. So many of mine were her thoughts. Uh, thank you, Rattlesire, uh, for helping with the pop mic filter. Uh, Nico for the filter. Uh, Kevin Collins, thank you for being there for Stampede Tremors. Sons and Shadows, uh, Jeff and Kev, thank you for trying to get this podcast started. Uh, everything sequel. I forgot them when I did mine earlier. The everything sequel podcast, a couple of great guys, uh, Tom Seward and, oh, oh shit. I don't want to say Mike, but that's not, ah, fuck. I don't come to me. The everything sequel podcast, uh, two of the first people I really listen to podcasts about this. They go through the entire series for their first time. They've never seen it before. And it's fantastic. I highly recommend listening to it. They're great people and will give you a valuable first time insight into what this series is about uh jared boots thank you again for sharing this podcast uh oliver uh at grand house chic one thanks for thanks for reaching out to for your own tremors podcast uh thank you helen shaver thank you jackie cruz thank you richard brake and thank you cassie claire for actually sharing this and sharing all of this on twitter uh Thank you, Alicia Seymour, at Seymour Sister, for writing your fix and for supporting. Uh, thank you, Weird Planet Visitor, at many, M-A-N-Y-X-U-103, uh, for your creativity and for just being there for Stampede. Uh, and thank you, Anthony Has Issues uh, podcast, for, again, believing in me and pushing me to do this. Uh, you're all fantastic people. I couldn't thank you enough. And uh, lastly... Uh, thank you, Stampede Entertainment, uh, <clears throat> Brent Maddock, Glenn Maddock, uh, Ron Underwood, Nancy Roberts, and Steve and Michelle Wilson. Uh, thank you both. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. Uh, here's to you know another 32 years of awesomeness. And uh, yeah, I love you all. <laughs>